0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the podcast. Quick housekeeping for you, as per usual. Make sure you rate and review Five Stars on Apple's podcast app. Follow me on Instagram at Felix.Levine. My YouTube channel, subscribe, Felix Levine. Search it on YouTube. You can subscribe, watch everything in its full video formats, as well as smaller clips and highlights. Um, And I love when you guys reach out to me. Tell me what you do like about the episodes, maybe what you don't like. That's also incredibly helpful. Um, Guests you want to, to see on the show, Um, so please, please reach out to me, FelixLevineWTG at gmail.com. You can find that on my website, Felix-Levine.com, or just DM me on Instagram. Uh, I usually check those, so please, please do that. Um, it's really awesome to to hear from you guys. And my guest today, he is coming on the show for the second time, and I'm super excited to have him back in studio, and this is also episode 100 of the show, so that's also very exciting for me. Please welcome the former hitman for John Gotti Sr. and the Gambino crime family. Mr. John A. Light. And we're live and we're back <laughs> john's back everybody no i'm uh no i'm happy to see you i haven't seen you in a minute
1: i am well you're traveling the world now <laughs> they think it's me it's actually you traveling the world it's both of yeah. us
0: but but I, no but i always love uh i always love when you whenever you call me because i know it's good or whatever i call you because i know it's always gonna be entertaining um and then now we're we're back in the studio it's been a minute yeah i'm happy to i'm happy to see you
1: the last time I called you, I think you were in uh, France again. <laughs> I think was France, right? I, I might have rang you about five o'clock in the morning, and I didn't <laughs> realize. Like, you right? to shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, so wait, so because you know there's one big misconception. Some people like I guess Some people write me. They're like, "What happened with you and John? Like, you guys I'm like, there's nothing." You still I, I, are I know. Like, I tell
1: everybody. <laughs> they always ask me that question. I go, listen. Talk to Felix every week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're... Talk to Josh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people are funny. Man. They like drama, I think. I mean, the the, the bad people. The good people are always, always going to be good. And they're always, uh, you know, wishing the best for everybody. But the ones that want that drama, they want to hear. We should have just made up a story. That's and, what I'm and...
0: saying. Like, uh, John tried to whack me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he snuck up on me and tried to kill me when I was outside my house. Like, I, that's what happened.
1: <laughs> I told everybody you went to Italy, you were getting straightened out. <laughs>
0: No, but I think it's funny because, like, every time, like, because we'll talk about all, all the stuff you're doing right now, but, like, I think every time that, like, there's, like, a like a, a show, like, if a show ends or whatever it is, like, people automatically assume, like, there's some bad something, like, it's, like, the I exact know, right. same, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, anyways, um, so tell, well, tell people for, like, people that haven't, uh, been following, like, what, what you, what you've been up to recently, you're down, because you're more down, down south these yeah, days. Yeah, I've been
1: down south. So, I'm, um, uh. Well, I was doing, I did another Netflix show that should be out in the next couple of months.
0: Okay, so what's the difference between that one and Fear City?
1: Uh, Fear City was overall about the mob and the structure of the mafia days, and, all that yeah, yeah. and uh, the unions and yeah. things like that. And this is specific on uh, this, this sh- series. It's a series out already about bosses around the world and, and uh, things like that. Different crews, different organizations. So it's not strictly to the mob.
0: So what do you, like, what did they have you do?
1: I was the waiter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cleaning the toilet. Just
1: talking about, you know, we were all over the place talking about different subjects, whether it was, uh, you know, I lived in Colombia, whether it was Colombia, whether it was the Italian mob, whether it was, uh, you know, uh, Denmark, because I just did that series. Oh, right. Called the uh, the Viking, Nordic Narcos, the Viking with uh, Klaus's life story. I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, it's four parts. Where can I watch it? That's going to be here, I believe, in two weeks. Oh, okay. So that was released in Europe. It was number one out there for a couple months and it was very successful, actually. And that's a great story about Klaus's life.
0: When, um, so then when's the Netflix one coming out? Do you know?
1: Now, I think that's out in about two months.
0: It's gonna be, is it gonna be different episodes or like how are they structured? Yeah, like that's one different. Documentary? No,
1: it's different episodes. So I don't know where we sit in, as far we as. gotta
0: get you like one, like just like a solo documentary by you.
1: Yeah, well, I did a couple, basically. Like on but, Netflix, like. On oh Netflix. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And get them to.
1: I mean, yeah, I did write a do check any... too. Yeah. <laughs> That's always good. Yeah. I, I hope they give me the checkbook so I can write it for myself. <laughs> That'll be good.
0: No, I. What's always funny though, too, is like, I, uh, all my friends, whenever they ask me, like, oh, or people that I meet when they're like, oh, like what? Who are some of your like favorite guests, whatever? And I'm like, you know, so I start naming some of my guests. And then and then when you start bringing up like the mobster and stuff, like they always like pause, right? And they' always like, <laughs> they always ask me, this is the funniest way. like, aren't you scared to be around like like when I tell them about you, like, aren't you scared to be around him? And I'm like, no, like I know ne- it, it's weird. It never crosses my mind like to be <laughs> to be scared. But I think what 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 I'm my main point is that like i I was excited to to have you back on because. For me, it's like a uh, we can we can kind of like reflect on like the past few years, getting like getting just getting to know you just in general, um, and then like for people out there to like better understand this this man next to me, it's like you know you've had your life, but then when like when it comes to like me or like people that I see you interact with, like in reality, you're, like kind of like a teddy bear, which which is a Thank sick you. thing to say, because <laughs> like because of your life and your story, right? But um, but I always I'm always fascinated by it because. Like, the psychology behind, like, once you die, God forbid, in, in many years, like, they should take your brain into a, a whole case study <laughs> because, because, like, you have so many different uh, layers, which, like, on the surface is, like, it's just pretty impressive considering, like, you've been to jail, you've killed people, like, you know. Um, so it's uh, I, I'm always fascinated. Like, I always love listening to your stories, always love listening to, to to things you got to say because and you have do have some controversial opinions, but <laughs> but
1: let's I not think, talk about
0: <laughs> no, I didn't want to, I didn't want <laughs> to, I'm not bringing up the politics of you. Hell no, we can talk about the politics. I mean, in the I'll car. just say
1: one thing I can't stand these gas prices, <laughs>
0: no, especially well, yeah. the way I drive. Okay. <laughs> that I think we can universally yeah.
1: agree on. It's not fun Now we know why yeah, Sleepy know Joe's what? taking the bike around, <laughs> well, <laughs> he fell off the bike. I actually I was the only guy that didn't make fun of him for that because I'm always falling off my bike. (laughs) You know how to bike? Yeah, I bike all the time. You know how to swim? You know some people don't know how to swim. I actually I'm not the greatest swimmer, but there's a video when I was in Europe where I'm swimming. They got me from up on the balcony, on a balcony up on a penthouse, and they're shooting down while I'm swimming.
0: (laughs) And (laughs) and
1: I'm not the 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 greatest uh, swimmer around, but But this
0: this, Josh, can you you bike? You can swim. Really? <laughs> See, wait. Maybe that fasc- was you in the water. It wasn't me. I'm going <laughs> to tell everybody that, that was you. Because it, some people know how to bike. Either a, they can't bike, or they can't swim, or both. But like, but like, what, Like, did your parents didn't like put you in the water? Uh,
1: they, they did. It just didn't. <laughs> it just didn't work. <laughs> tell them where we lived. We lived out <laughs> in South Jersey. There's no pools. <laughs> <laughs> we went through the fire hydrants. <laughs> wait. Wow,
0: that's crazy. Wait, but you never tried to learn? Oh, so you're just dead. Like, you he just, just kept step. sinking. <laughs> Wait, no, but I don't, I don't was so that we can't go to the beach together. Yeah, we can't. It just, you stay, just the, you stay in the area where we can walk? stay in the area we can walk.
1: Give me a life jacket
0: I'm cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not afraid of water, just as long as I Just life. sharks. Yeah, just it, sharks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're... so. <laughs> you, you've seen any sharks down in Florida these days? Wow,
1: it was... Yeah, it was a couple, you,
0: actually, just recently. While you were yeah. in there?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't go deep. <laughs> I, and you know what? You know what? That's a misconception, actually. They say most of the shark attacks are when you're knee level. Because they they're sand that? sharks. They're mostly the sharks that you see really attack... Aren't these great whites and you know this stuff that we watch in those Florida waters? The I, don't, I don't fuck with that. No, Florida has a lot of sharks. No, I know. Yeah.
0: I ain't going in the water. So there was Florida. a
1: couple of people in front when we were down there, and uh, it was the day before I got there. Actually, they spotted some sharks. So when everybody went I out there, I don't go in the water. We see a lot of alligators, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to walk not in the, not in the ocean, but in the, in the waters. Wait,
0: so you don't miss New York at all? Like when you're when you're down there?
1: Nah, Nah. <clears> I mean, you miss the crowds and all that, but. You know, the, you know, the the hustle and bustle, like, you know, when we were out today, there's people all over the yeah, place. Yeah. I miss that. But, you know, Florida Living is a different living.
0: Wait, so what's the day, so what's, like, the lifestyle look like? So this, like, this is cool, because we're, like, catching up. Like, what, what is, uh, what's, like, the Martinis
1: lif- in the morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Martinis in the <laughs> on morning. On the balcony. You record a little something during the day? Like, how's it work? Yeah, yeah,
1: I've been recording down there, uh, so, you know, and I got another studio down there, so, okay. you know... We, Good studio? We start, yeah, down in, uh, Tampa Clearwater area. Okay and uh, been filming, Thomas came in, you know Tomas from Italy, yeah, he came yeah, in, yeah. so we're doing something, and we've been filming, and uh, so I'll meet him this weekend again, so we've been doing uh, something with him, and he's got some projects out, he just had a couple of projects that just went on TV too, so.
0: What kind of, so when they do these projects, like what are they mostly asking you about, is it like mostly like people that you've put a hit on, is it people that like, like drugs, like what are the most of the topics?
1: Uh, no, a lot of the topics now recently that I've been doing is, uh, how people can reverse their life. Oh, okay. You know, like do all these yeah. talks. I just did a talk at, at, at college again and at one of the colleges and they talk about like it's never too late. Like, you know, and I, I spoke to, and I did a little skit on, uh, people that had drug and alcohol problems, how, you know, they're fighting themselves and demons yeah. and they can't get through it. And what's your motivation? I said, motivation is very simple, Right. I deserve to live. Yeah, I deserve a life. You know, to yourself, to each individual. You know, you should you know I re- look at it in a positive way.
0: I remember like one of the one of the favorite. I guess like one. Of, I mean, we've spent so much time together in the past couple of years. But one of our my favorite moments was when you and I we had recorded something. This is cool because nobody like saw this because it was off camera when we were outside. And I remember asking you. I was just like, it was a beautiful day. This might have been like last year or a year and a half ago. It was like a beautiful day, and you said, um. You were just like, I think you were kind of like grateful about the fact that you could even be outside during a sunny day And I think that always resonated with me because like, I never thought about life like that, right? Like I've never been in, inside in, in a jail like, but for you like I think there's this um, I mean correct me if I'm wrong But like whenever you're able to like breathe in fresh air, be outside like, it, it makes nothing of what you were doing before worth it You know what I mean? Like no, just being outside and being able to like live your life now, that's the number one priority
1: yeah, I mean, you know, I joke, you know, I like to joke. Every you know, people don't know that I'm always kidding around joke right, even the street I bother everybody joke around. But by the way, everybody, I'll be back. I'm going to University of Boston next <laughs> semester. No, we got to yeah, keep him yeah. away from... And he, <laughs> I'm going to do the Lindy. What was that guy's name? Uh, Roger D- Dangerfield. Remember, Rodney? No, there's a movie... That's before well, my time. before your time. Ask your parents. Yeah. He goes back to school with his son. <laughs> That'll be me and you. <laughs> Take him around. I'm going back and get my degree. So uh, I think it's just, just what I always say. It's about enjoying life. You know, people want to have me go back to the old me a lot of people for whatever reason
0: they want you to come out of retirement yeah they, you know
1: and, and and i look at it and i'm like now retirement's it's there i'm retired so you know but i look at it different because i, I look at the obligation to try to do the right thing yeah. for myself and for other people more so for other people so when people are talking about you know all this violence in the past it's it's almost like i'm talking about somebody else
0: yeah, how, how often do you think about, like, the specific acts of violence that you did?
1: Last night I didn't sleep, actually. I just kept having recurring dreams. Really? Yeah, so...
0: About, like, things that you did? Yeah, yeah. What specific... Any specific ones that you were thinking about? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Tell me.
1: Well, you know, I had an incident where, you know, I, I used a knife on somebody that, you know, and, I, and that kept I kept waking up and dreaming about that. So I think that's... It's always gonna be with you. I mean, it's part of my life, even though I don't want it to be. It's it's there.
0: So like wait, I'm curious. So you but what was there something that triggered that specific memory?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Actually it was.
0: <laughs> what happened?
1: I'm laughing, but it's not funny. It was an incident over a girl <laughs> that I was dating. So uh and I just kept dreaming about it. And you know,
0: and then And this is, so this is when Oh when I was younger yeah, like twenties. Yeah, yeah,
1: early twenties. Your age.
0: And so wait, but what? But what triggered this? But what triggered this? This this thought?
1: I didn't sleep good yesterday. At all. <laughs> I don't know. It just it, the pro- so here's the thing. Though. You know what the thing is? Yeah. And, and I need a psychiatrist out there. <laughs> to help me. Better help. <laughs> That's what I need. Uh, I go to sleep fast. Like if I watch a movie and I you know and I'll fall asleep right away. Everybody laughs because and then I wake up right away. Like, I'm refreshed an hour later and I'm up and I can't go back to sleep. And we, I think it just, I start thinking about everything.
0: We, but okay, but like. I'll show you, you
1: the new movie I watch. Everybody out there should watch it <laughs> and don't get no ideas because it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> uh, there's a series called, you ever hear this, Josh? You? It's on oh, Netflix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think sicko. it's Yeah, it's. It, it, well, here's the thing that guy's sick. They I make you episode. like the character. You know, it's amazing. Like whoever wrote the story, yeah. it's like what's the other one, Dexter? People actually go for. Yeah, they're rooting for the serial. Well, it's like kill. the Ted Bundy
0: type shit. Yeah, you well, know, Ted like, Bundy's
1: a little sick. Well, well very. Well, this sick. guy's not much better, but <laughs>
0: yeah. Wait, 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 but no, I'm at
1: the part where he's got why like, I won't give up the movie people, the series, everybody's I
0: only watched it for a second. But he's
1: at the part where he's got one of his girlfriends, and I I, I like the character, so I feel oh, bad. On
0: wait, this one. so then so you were watching do you think it was because you were watching this and then you started thinking about
1: like No, you know what it was? I'm gonna tell you what it was. Brian what's his name? Brian Cranston?
0: Oh yeah, he's From great. Breaking, I
1: love him. Oh he's the best. I I, I, yeah, I love that character too. Yeah, yeah. And now, oh, I mean, now you want to talk about a guy that's a nice guy that turns into a yeah, yeah. a maniac, right? He's <laughs> yeah, killing, he's yeah, doing everything, yeah, yeah. but he's a nice guy. But he was doing an interview about another series he was doing. And I watched that and I put it back on to hear him talk again. And I'm like, wow, this guy's really a cool guy. Yeah. So I'm watching it and I I guess it got in my head. So when I was dreaming, he was in the dream and we're together going to kill somebody. Oh, this is
0: crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this is sick. Yeah, I know. You knew the
1: psychiatrist bad. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and then that and then you woke up because of that? Like, yeah, but I kept going back to sleep and having more dreams about this and knives and, you know, and he's telling so me we got to hide it. We're, we we got to hide it. You know, so uh, Brian, Cran-
0: Brian Cranston. Yeah, we were
1: that? driving a, a, a RV. <laughs> the yeah. one that they have in Breaking bad? I don't know. Yeah, you know, I forgot they had that. it's well, like so funny. I'm like, why am I? Dri- I like RVs So I'm like, why I got an RV in this thing? Wow. Well, you know, I like to drive. So, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. I had some crazy dreams last night.
0: But like, does that when you okay when you when you have that a dream like that right and you're thinking about like an act of violence you committed, do you feel do you like feel yourself committing it again?
1: You know what's crazy? I I I felt like I was committed again, and then during the dream, the police are coming to get me, and I'm like, oh my god, you got to be kidding me! I'm done again.
0: Oh, so you're thinking like so you're combining like the past and the, and the present? Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. So, so you had this feeling of like, oh, I'm done. Like, um,
1: that's what people that never been in trouble. Yeah, that's got to be the worst feeling in the world when you know you you're done. They got you. You ain't getting away. or no for the, people,
0: no, the for the people that have been in trouble before.
1: For the people that yeah, for the people that have what yeah. I'm saying, but people that have it, they don't know what that feeling right, 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 right.
0: Wait, so stay that, away from crime. Yeah, yeah. But wait, describe that because I'm I was always curious about this with you. Is because you've I mean you've gotten arrested a lot of times and you knew like there were. How many times did you go back to jail? Uh,
1: when you get out? Yeah. Uh, several times, probably five or six five, times.
0: So, so describe the feeling when you know you're, f- like, you're fucked, like you're about, you're about to go, like they... You're...
1: Well, one of the things they do, you know what's funny about guys that are in trouble and they cop pleas or they go to jail and they get three years or ten years or whatever they're getting. Before they're getting released, yeah. on the way out, they call you, what they call you to is R&D. And when you get called to R and D before, like what's a, that mean? R and D is reception and and reception and something, whatever it stands for, uh, reception something. But when they when they call you into that situation, you know they're hitting you with a new case most likely. Uh, so you're ready to you know. So people before they hit in the door, if they know they have other issues, they're not they're not they're not uh, taken care of yet. When you go, you're so tentative to go there because you know in the back of your mind. I think I'm going to get hit with the other case. Even if you're not there for that reason, but all of us so they, think that.
0: So they tell you this on the way out?
1: Oh, they get a lot of guys that way because they try to break them that way. Oh. You know, and then, you know, guys ready to go home. There was a guy Montoya that was very good friends of mine. He was from Honduras. Yeah. And he was getting out. And he was like, oh, I'll see. And he wasn't making a big deal about it. And I'm like, he was real close with me. And he kept telling me, ah, I got other problems. So when he went to leave, he came back. He's all smiling. He came back an hour later. He goes, "I knew I wasn't getting out. <laughs>
0: they hit me with more cases." Wait, but but were there times when? So so describe like the like this. What describe the feeling when you see like how's it how how did it happen when when the when the cops come and get you? Like is it usually it's like multiple cars? Like how do you how do you start know, like knowing and then like the feeling of like oh my god fuck I'm going back.
1: Well, I'll give you the one. The last time they got me was nothing serious, and I thought it was very serious. Uh, 2001, I believe. They Mm -hmm. got me for the bribery charge in in prisons. And we were out all night. A friend of mine, uh, Pat, an Irish guy, uh, he's been in prison too. He knows the feeling. Pat, you know the feeling. Because I told him it was coming when he got locked up. But uh, we were out drinking. Me, him, uh, another guy, Tony three or four of us. And it was five in the morning and I had a lot of dogs and my dogs were all barking like crazy. Uh, and you know, when you're hung over, you got a bad hangover, you know, we're all on the, we're all sleeping on floors, couches. I think it was somebody else there before fourth guy. And then all of a sudden I heard something on the roof uh, and I'm like, now my dogs are going nuts. My, my one Rotwell actually bit one of the, uh,
0: officers. The, yeah.
1: One of the marshals that came. So when they surround the house, they get me right. I just got out they get yeah, me 5 and yeah, it's five o'clock and they pound it on the door uh-huh. <laughs> so i'm like what the fuck is this at five in the morning right yeah you don't realize it's five yet but when you get up you realize it's five anyway are you, th- are
0: you thinking it could be them
1: oh yeah yeah like yeah, random- yeah yeah if you're in the street you know that's the hour they come yeah oh. so uh they come and they, they get the house surrounded and they're like put your hands up because i have a glass front door and they would put your hands up. by saying I ain't got nothing. They says, open the door, step back. Do you got any weapons in the house? <laughs> like, uh. so, well, a couple. <laughs> but uh, you, know, you don't tell them that. You say no. Nah. So uh, when they get you anyway, they got you cuffed. Yeah. And I at, at that time, I says, can I call the back house? Because I got three houses on my property. I had an estate then. And I said, let me just tell my mother I'm getting locked up again. So I, I said, Mom, she thinks we're joking. So the, the marshal actually gets on the phone and says to her, you know Mrs. Elite, uh, I'm a marshal, and she's like, can you guys stop? It's five o'clock in the morning, mother's nuts. That's hilarious. You know, so it was funny, and he's like, she don't believe me either. So I'm not even thinking. So I think I, they got me something for very serious, like you know, so it's week. So you case. don't. <laughs> and then yeah, so you I don't know so what relieved. it's for.
0: You don't know. No, that's then scary I realized, though too, because they could like try to pressure you into saying something. Well then,
1: I well I, you're not going to talk anyway, but. You, you know, whatever, they're not going to... You want to talk to me? We could talk? Now I got nothing to say. And then I turn around and I ask him, I go, by the way, what am I getting locked up for? I didn't even think to ask. I just <laughs> thought it was what I thought it was <laughs> later on that happened. And uh, he turns around and he says, it's a bribery and it's this. And I'm like, oh my God, I wanted to do a tap dance. But <laughs> he told me that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm thinking to myself, but then when I, one of my lawyers come and, and get me and bail me out and then I end up going back in, but... I'm like, like, what's
0: bail set for you? Like, in...
1: I don't know, but it wasn't much. It really wasn't, because the charge was nothing really oh, at right. that time. I mean, when I had in in uh, when they caught me the last time for the serious case, I didn't have any bail. They won't give me a bail. Oh, really? Yeah, so I mean, understand the circumstances. <laughs> I didn't think I'd get a bail, but with this case, actually, uh, when I get bailed out, I tell my lawyer, you know, this is bullshit. They're gonna, this is just to keep me around. They're gonna hit me with something else. And your lawyer's always telling you, "Don't worry about it, because it ain't them. They're not going to jail." Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So, yeah, it's the worst feeling. But
0: then, and then you get locked, like in the car on the way there, on the way. So you go back to jail. You just go straight to jail. Yeah, you're You're just like like, going through here. You're hungover.
1: (laughs) You're hungover. You're getting fingerprinted. You go here.
0: We go again.
1: You know, it's just misery. You know, you just left. You're back again.
0: How 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 much time had it been since you were? Oh, nothing.
1: I don't remember, but maybe a month or
0: something. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Just yeah. enough time to, like, taste your bed again. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. Fuck, yeah. It's the worst. And
0: how, how many years did you do after for that one?
1: Oh, uh, that was about just about a year, I think, a violation, something like that. When was, wait, when I was, went in and out, so it was a total probably about a year or two.
0: When, so, I don't even know this. When was the last, like, the, the final time you were in jail? When did you get out? That's about
1: nine years ago now, ten years.
0: And what was, what was the final case for or what was? That was the
1: Rico case, whatever. Oh. yeah.
0: Did you think that you had avoid, like when you went back this time, for example, did you think that you had avoided the Rico or you knew that was coming later?
1: No, I knew. That's why I took off. Oh, I knew right. it was coming. There's no way that, that wasn't going to come.
0: Right. So wait, because I don't remember this part. When you took off, so you did a year for this, the bribery. Yeah. Then you get out. So that's like 2002?
1: About 2002, yeah.
0: And then, And then you knew the Rico was coming.
1: Yeah, well the only good thing about getting back in, if there is any good thing, you knew that I was getting off paper pretty soon. It killed my paper because the law changed. What does that mean? Uh your parole paper, your probation, okay. whatever. So as soon as I got off paper, I left.
0: Okay. Yeah, so for people like the new listeners who haven't listened to the first episode that I had with John on or any of our when we when we had our show, um, <laughs> you you, <laughs> you took off. How many how many years total was that? I don't even remember
1: took off before they caught me about a year and a half two years maybe a year and a half
0: and then that's when they caught you in brazil
1: when they catch yeah i left in about 2000 yeah about a year and a half
0: so they caught you in 2004 yeah in brazil
1: yeah i went to all those countries
0: right right yeah we should name them yeah name them for like people who haven't who all
1: right let's see we were in uh where'd you
0: first go well okay wait my first question before you even say that is Because I remember you telling me this, I don't know when, but you kind of knew that they were going to get you for the big Rico case. Yep. So you started preparing your departure. And will you, like, kind of explain once again, like, what the preparation is like when you're about to go on the run?
1: Well, I started moving money. The first thing I did was started to move money to Canada. And from Canada banking system, I can go from Cuba. So I hooked up accounts in Canada so I can bank because there was no relations Cuba and the United States.
0: They let you you would do it yourself. You had some. No, else I had do people it. do it for me. And so you would how how would you get them the money?
1: When I get to Cuba, I can bank. Um, I got the cards and I went into the bank in Cuba, so they gave me a signature on it.
0: So you went to Cuba first to get the money, then like how'd you get it to Canada?
1: No, I moved the money to Canada first. Like friends. physically, like yeah, you drove yeah, there. Friend- no, I had friends take it. Okay. And then banked it into Canada. Okay. And then Canada to Cuba once I got to Cuba. okay. And before Cuba, I was in the Cayman Islands and I was in a, a Club Med, uh, where was I? Uh, uh, I can't think of the island that I went to. I went to an island before it came. And then I went to the Club Med. With.
0: How much money are we talking when you're moving it?
1: I think I moved about hundred, dollars $150,000 to Canada. And then uh, Cuba, I went. And I started what I did. In Cuba, you can bring, I believe it was a couple hundred for each person. I think that's all they're allowed for a year. I think it was 200. That's all they're allowed, each person. So I, I set up a system where I got 20 names a month. Uh, and I'd give them uh, 20 or $30 off the 200. And then they'd come with me, and I'd line up 20 people and go in and get my money. Uh, they'd come uh, out, give me my money, I'd give them $30. I think it was 30 You thirty dollars. (laughs) Thirty dollars. That's big money for them. Oh yeah. Yeah, because they only get like twenty a month.
0: Oh right. Okay.
1: And they're only allowed to do that once a year. So I give them the thirty bucks. It's free money for them. The only thing is, you got to have them with you. Because if not with you, they'll take the money and they're gone. Yeah. So I did that almost every month or every other month, besides the money I already had in the banking system. Then I sent money to Albania through family.
0: So, so how long were you in Cuba for?
1: Uh, Cuba. I used to go in and out of Cuba on a regular, but I stayed there for six months. No, no, I lived there. Yeah, I lived there. But I used to go back and forth. And you're allowed six months, and you got to leave for three. Uh, I think it's six months for the year, and then I got an extension for three months, something like that.
0: And then how many? So I remember, I remember you telling me the story with the passports. You had like eight different passports. Yeah, uh,
1: six good ones, two shitty ones. But I had eight. Uh, I got caught with them, and uh, let's see. So I went. Cuba.
0: Yeah, tell us the order, the order in which you went.
1: Oh, that's hard. But I went to, uh, I can't believe, I can't remember the island that was at. Uh, it's a cool island, too. So that was the first place I went. My friend lived there, Brian. His brother, actually. That's why St. Lucia. I was like, why can't I remember where I was? I went to St. Lucia. From St. Lucia, I went to Cayman. And from Cayman, you fly over to hop over. It's only a 40-minute flight into Cuba. They don't stamp your passport. They put a piece of paper inside your passport. I went into Cuba. Then from Cuba, I jumped around. And then I went to Venezuela. I went to Colombia. Uh, later on, I go to the other coast. I went to uh, Canary Islands. Went to Africa, uh, West Africa. I went to Senegal uh, in West Africa. I went to Jakarta. Uh, I went to uh, Paris, Albania, Italy, Germany, Germany. Uh, all those uh, Argentina, Paraguay, Uruguay, Brazil.
0: And so how many how off, like how long are you in each of those places? Oh,
1: well, I set up apartments in everywhere I went. Like how do you how you set them what up? Well, I would go like say when I was in Brazil, I went over to Argentina, Uruguay and Paraguay. They're all there on they're all at yeah. the frontier yeah, yeah. of Falls of Iguazu, so I went to Falls of Iguazu. It's like our Niagara Falls. I used that as a vacation thing. I took a couple of people with me. They didn't know what I was doing. And uh
0: who who are these people and who, how you meet them?
1: Uh, one guy was a fireman that got divorced in Wales. And he was down there with a girl. So he was hanging out with her. I says, hey, you just want to go on vacation? We'll rent the car. And they go, yeah. And uh, another guy, Scott, uh, he was an American kid. And uh, another guy from the UK. So we all just started traveling together. And it what, looked like we were what, just touring around. But
0: they, they didn't know you. They had no idea. Oh, Nothing. so you brought them along.
1: It was just like, like a tour, it was a bunch of us. So we'd go, we went to Florianopolis. We went all over Brazil, Kota Chiba.
0: But what did they think you did? Because like, you don't look Well, normal. I was
1: fighting. They used to come watch me fight. I used oh. to be at the gym, Tor Mariano's gym. And that's where the FBI started casing me out because they knew I was in all the gyms. Oh, uh, okay. Not the FBI. So, uh, so you, uh, so you kind of
0: like... So you, right, Interpol. So you... So you would kind of like "quote unquote" promote yourself as a fighter? Yeah, like when I was in Italy, w- like people, like if, yeah, I, when I, I was
1: know. in Italy, I went to the gyms. Greece, I went to the gyms. In Albania, I'm in the gym. Everybody knows I'm fighting in all the gyms, so I'm, I'm at all these gyms. I'm going from gym to gym,
0: and I'm you and know, you're just making friends. Like I'm making
1: friends. I'm jumping in a ring. I'm sparring all the time. I'm fighting bootleg fights in in uh, Colombia, which I was on television actually by accident, and then <laughs> immigration came looking for me, not Interpol and immigration. And then I had connections there, so they drove me from there into Venezuela. That's where I ended up in an army base in Venezuela. So uh, I just kept jumping around.
0: Wait, and so what I was wondering is, oh, when you, before you left, did, who did you tell that you were leaving?
1: I told my dad only. I told my kids goodbye. They didn't understand they were young. Uh, yeah, they were kids. I mean, very young.
0: And your, your wife at the time?
1: Yeah, I didn't say much. I just thought, I didn't say anything, actually. Just got up and left. I just told my father, fuck. I set up 20 phone booths. I gave him where each one was. I numbered them. So one was number one to number 20. I said, Dad, when I call, I'm I'm never going to use that house phone. I says, I'm going to call these phones. And those are the phones you go to from 1 to 20. And then you call me. We set up times and dates. I go, wherever I say I am even on those phones, is not where I am. Uh, So if I said I'm in Colombia, when he asked, what are you doing? I said, I'm in Colombia. I I might be in Cuba. If I said I'm in Cuba, then I also set up my internet with a friend of mine, Ryan, at at, uh, Cayman Islands that was helping me. He had my passwords, and he would write my family, hello, I miss you, like he was me. And then I had my cousin do it in Albania, and then I had a friend of mine do it in Brazil, And I did it like that in different countries also. So when people are saying on, well, they caught me through the internet, and it's not true. yeah, I don't know where they're getting that. It's just misinformation from the media. But that's not how they got me.
0: Fuck. So did you have a plan on when you were going to come back? Did you think you were just going to never come back? Yeah, my
1: plan was to stay away for five years, see who was dead, (laughs) see how many agents retire, see what the cases are looking like for everybody else. And then I'll make decisions to try to make a deal from attorneys I'll hire from out of the country. If I come back, you're in a stronger position. And I was trying to get permanent residency. I should not have never left Venezuela or Cuba because I could have got permanent residency in both. I made a big mistake in Brazil. I mean, in retrospect. But when you look at it now, it helped me change my life. I advocate for kids, for the people that don't know. I'm out and involved in all these programs and stuff, so
0: so wait so then you so you're going to these different places you're making different friends they have no they think you're kind of a fighter because you're jacked and and you're kind of bringing them along to kind of like integrate into like being normal
1: yeah i mean like we went we went to columbia what did you
0: tell them your name was
1: uh i use different names on the passport sometimes i just use my real name but i just said that later on when i'm in certain spots i'll change my name but with my friends, like in Brazil, they just they knew my name was John.
0: Were there adv- did you have like quote unquote like people advising you on how to stay low in different places?
1: Yeah, I had a couple of people help me. I had a, a guy in Brazil that was helping me. In Venezuela, I had people and they knew in your Colombia. Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were helping me. They they got me apartments. They moved me around.
0: They so, did So how much money did you have total? Well,
1: when, when I got on a plane to leave, I actually and this is you know after nine eleven, and I still got on a plane with sixty thousand taped to me. Oh my God. You know, I had the money belt. I had 60 grand on me. <laughs> so I'm like. Going from where to where? I was going to St. Lucia from the United States. But what I did do was I took a limousine down to Florida and I didn't leave from New York, Philadelphia, Jersey. Because oh. I was worried about leaving out of one of these ports and I, I left from right. Florida, which you would think going through those, you know, if you stack up bills, so I yeah, shouldn't be teaching everybody of- that, <laughs> but the bars actually are some sort of magnetic. Should uh make the system beep, but it didn't. I don't know why. But I had 60 grand. You just had six. Because you're going through the, you don't go no, through no. those metal techs. No. I think they're a little better now than oh, they used to be. Of course they're
0: better. No. Well, back then it was 2000. 2000. Like it was
1: yeah, sick. but you put your hands up and they could see that you were in a belt now. Back then they didn't have that. I don't know uh. why, what they had then. So you're talking about 2003. You must have
0: been nervous to walking like,
1: I what? thought because they were looking at me. Actually, I thought I was, but I, I really wasn't worried about that. I wasn't sure if there was a warrant on me yet. So I was like, ah, they're going to confiscate the money. They're going to say, where are you going? I'm saying, I'm on vacation. I'm in three bags. <laughs> That's why I did the St. Lucia thing. You know, I made the Club Med thing. Uh, so I said, yeah, I went there with, the, you know, where am I going to put 6000 in my pocket?
0: And now we're just going to take a quick break to talk to you about my longtime sponsor in US Wellness Meats. At USwellnessmeats.com, you can choose from over 350 foods raised the way nature intended. That includes 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, lamb, bison, elk, and dairy. They also have pasture-raised heritage pork, wild-caught seafood, and pasture-raised poultry. These are some of the host of foods that you can find at uswellnessmeats.com, where the owners are the actual farmers themselves, and now they've introduced a subscription Did you feel any guilt when you were leaving, and you didn't and you hadn't really told your kids or you hadn't really told your wife?
1: No, nah, I thought I was because in my mind I was coming back or I was going to make a deal to come back or bring them to me. I really was thinking Cuba in those days to live in Cuba because I knew there was other people that had done it and got residency, and I knew there was no relationship
0: interesting, so then, so what was the I don't even remember what was the fatal mistake that you made in Brazil? like how did they?
1: I stayed the extra couple of days. I already booked to go to Argentina. I already went to Argentina. So what I was saying is when I go to these places, I have connections there or friends there before I go through different people and I set up apartments. So when I was in Argentina, I was there a couple of times before and I had some friends there. A couple of girls lived together in an apartment. So they let me stay in their apartment. And they told me to fix me up with another apartment when I come or I could stay with them. So I already had the apartment, plus I had them. So in Uruguay and Paraguay, I had friends, guy friends that were there that were involved in streets. So they told me, don't worry about it. So I went to see them and I, they had family members that were taking care of me. And when I was in, you know, in Germany, France, Italy, uh, Switzerland, I got people all over there, you know, Albanians, all over those countries. Uh, Amsterdam, I was in every country. So when I'm moving around to all these countries, I got hooks. When I was in West Africa, I was with a, a friend. That, I was, that would help me get the passports there. So I, was, I stayed in West Africa for a couple of weeks.
0: Like, how did you find, like, this guy in West Africa that's getting it's, you passports? friends
1: already. And it was through a friend. That's why I went uh, there. Because, again, they had no real...
0: These are street guys all over the world?
1: Yeah, but back then, I think it was Bush that they hated. And uh, yeah, they, so when I get yeah. there, you know, the guy was mad. He's talking to my friend. My friend's like an equivalent of a kind of a... Back then, of a senator. And so, you know, they were arguing back for I said, what is he saying? You know, and he was mad because I'm from the United States. They didn't have relationships. Right, right. Tell him if I had such a good relationship myself, I wouldn't be here <laughs> looking for, to buy passports. Yeah. So, yeah. I uh, And then Venezuela, or I got two passports. They were okay. And then I had a travel European. I don't know what it is. It's not really a password. I had Albania. I got one from there.
0: But you never, so you never got stopped at any of these airports with these fake Oh, yeah, I got,
1: no, listen. In the international stuff, like in When you're going through these frontiers, like Uruguay, Paraguay, Argentina, they don't really look. It's kind of like us going to Canada over the... Well, before the way it was. Now it's a little stricter. They don't really look... When you're going through Mexico, the United States, very easy to cross. It's when you're going to... You know, when you're going to Colombia and and Venezuela, they drove me through and we paid. You know, I had a caravan of guys taking me. And they had the hook. So it depends on the country. When you're going through, like, to Paris or one of these... Like, yeah. I went to Geneva, Geneva, and to Paris by but Europe train.
0: Europe got to be stricter, no?
1: Yeah, Europe. So, no, not really, because you're taking the train. What they oh, do right. is the tra- yeah, they're yeah, taking yeah. I, my I passport, you know. They, yeah. they take your passport before you get on, yeah. and they give it back. So while I'm on the train, I'm really worried about what are they do with that passport yeah. while you're on the train. I, I really still don't know what they do with it. Do they check? But I actually did get pulled, grabbed in Amsterdam going back to Paris on the train. They didn't... They they came to get me, they jumped the arrest warrant. So they did get me. I just, even that, I don't know really know how they got me on that. I knew they were following me in France.
0: So, so then what happened when they... when They
1: they had to let me go and they didn't have anything on me. There was no arrest warrant yet. Uh, there was a follow me uh, thing on Interpol. Okay. Later on, I'm on the, uh, Most Wanted.
0: Uh, and did you, like, you must have been, like, stressed as shit when you're going on all these borders and like...
1: Yeah, I mean, it depends on where you're going. And when you're flying, I try not to fly that often because it's a little strict. When you're on these trains, you know what they do. And when you go into these uh, Central America countries, South America countries, they're a little easier to move around in. So you got to watch where you're going and, and how you're, you're
0: moving. You're bribing these guys in some of like the yeah, Southern I mean, American you know, too. I got
1: big money back then, so it was easy for me to move around. When you got money, it's easy. Like how, to move
0: yeah, around. yeah. How much? Like, how much are these different bribes when you're going across these borders, like in the caravan? Like I like, was in,
1: I was in Cayman Islands. and I went right. over to Jamaica, and I and then you know I was on these boats, so I'd give them five hundred to take me across. Oh, right. You know that caps But I was also in Africa, and they put me on a, a, a cargo ship. So, oh. so I had to give him a couple of bucks. I don't remember what I gave him, but I gave the captain. You know what I was worried about more so is what's on these cargo? Like, imagine if they, they jumped that cargo ship and there's fucking thousand keys on there. Oh, yeah. And I'm on the ship with them.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, because you don't have <laughs> a good look. You know,
1: obviously they're moving around too. Oh, of course. Well, they wouldn't let me on and, and take a bribe. Oh, right. You know, right, so, right. you know, you, you move around. Plus, I took regular cruises. I was on a regular
0: cruise. I did a lot of D- things. Did you. So. There was a lot all, in all these different places you were still with a lot of like straight guys from those places, like dangerous dudes from- Yeah,
1: yeah, I knew everybody in different countries, like now. I mean, I still know a lot of but guys. I just did you involved. did
0: you commit any crimes when you were on the run? No. Nah. You didn't help them do anything?
1: No, no. They people asked me to do things actually when I was there. But you a couple one of them was the the same guys that were friends with me from Germany, Albania. wanted me to rob Klaus. We talked about that during his movie. Oh. And they didn't know that me and Klaus were friends. They are asking me to rob a guy, and he's got big money. And they're telling me he's always in the casino. He lives here. He says he's a big guy. And you didn't a- want to do it? No, I went to see who it was, and it was Klaus. Oh. <laughs> uh- <laughs> I said, so, you guys can't rob him. That's my friend. It's just coincident. The guy that asked me to rob him was living in Spain. He got kicked out. He was living in Germany. He's Albanian. Oh. And he came to see me through another Albanian friend of mine that used to own clubs in, in Spain called the Baja Club. And they were all from Amsterdam. So I, I know a lot. You know, the, the thing about the Albanian community is we're in every country. You can go to the UK. I know You know people see when I travel around now, I got guys in every country. So I know everybody in every country, whether it's Canada, whether it's UK, whether it's Italy, whether it's France. I got guys in every country. So anywhere I go, Amsterdam, I'm always with groups of guys.
0: What's the, what's the stickiest situation you got in when you're on the run?
1: Uh, I ran. You know what's funny? It's like we attached to each other. There was two guys and a girl that were robbing banks. So in 2003, I, you, and you, you can speak French, and you're always there. I bet you you can find the case. They were bank robbers, and they were all over the media, and I walked into the post office in, in France.
0: So you knew these two
1: before, though? I didn't know them. And as I'm walking out, I seen the girl keep looking at me with the guy. So I, first, I'm saying... Nah, eh, they don't look like Interpol. I don't know what they. They keep looking, they're looking, and I'm trying to get my money. I forget who was with me helping me to get money because we were getting money in, in the post office there. And uh, so I walk out, and they're looking at me, and they call me over, and they don't speak good English. So we're going back and forth, and I start to laugh. I go, listen, I'm going to tell you something that I'm leaving. I'm probably the worst guy you can ask to help you because I'm in trouble too. And then they tell me who they are, and they go, we got nobody to go to. And they got the girl. I think it was one either the sister of one of the guys or the girlfriend. I don't remember. And they were robbing banks, and she was trying to help them. So I ended up giving them five hundred out of you my own what? money. To do what? They had no money. I was trying to help them because they robbed the bank and they couldn't get money. I don't know the whole details of where the, what happened to the money if they hit it or if they didn't get away with it. Yeah. But they hit a couple. But if you go online, two thousand and three, you, yeah. you got to look at it and see where it is. So wow. uh, anyway, I give them five hundred. And then I, may, I try to help them. I bring them somebody. I figure who I bring them so they can get money sent to them. But I gain money.
0: So that, wow. Yeah, that sounds pretty sticky.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's weird how they have all the people they pick me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you, well, I wonder, well, I've seen the pictures of you back then. Not that you look like, you just look, you're, I mean, you're super shredded. Yeah. You didn't look, but you didn't look like, per se, like your average criminal, I guess.
1: Well, I used to, you know, when I was in Spain, Barcelona, I, I met a girl, and I ended up living with her and her four friends. It was five five of them and me. We lived in an apartment in, in sure Sitges. So that was awful. Yeah, it was a really hard time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hard life. John and four girls in Spain, that sounds terrible for you. So
1: it? I'll tell you the worst part about it. It was only one bathroom. <laughs> you couldn't get in there. <laughs> I was say Jesus, so you know after you know they be in the shower. Go listen, I'm using. You know at the beginning you're shy yeah. and you're on the toilet. Yeah, but what did they think, but who, do you, who do they think? They know. They know at the beginning they, they didn't know. But how do
0: you how do you bring like how? Do well, because bring uh, up yeah, this conversation it's like
1: anything. You got to know them first. Yeah. Because if you just it's like me and you, right? We're yeah. always together. You know me. You know my personality. You know I got a yeah, different yeah. life. If we just said that to some kid at the school,
0: yeah.
1: And if they only heard the part about me in the past, yeah. not my present or future, <laughs> yeah. So it's the same with them. They have to know you first. Yeah. And then they're comfortable with you. Then you can spoon feed them a little. Right. But initially,
0: how do you even bring up a, like, initially they're just kind of like, hey, like, what's your story? Like, what do you say? Oh, I just
1: told them I was going through a bad divorce. I don't say, I don't think I said divorce. I said relationship. So I said, you know, I have a couple of bucks and I just wanted to come abroad for a year. That was my, and I travel, you know, I met so many people because you travel on a train. You travel all over the place.
0: And, but there's no, there's not really, there's like, what kind of f- communication devices are
1: there at the time? Like phone, early phones? Nah, you, it's like early. everybody speaks enough, and, and uh, you can get, you can get by. I mean, listen, I speak Spanish, so when I was in Italy, I ran into a couple guys that hung out with me, and then I ran into two Australian girls in Greece, they stayed with me for a month, we rented a house together yeah. in Greece, and uh, they met me uh, before we got on, I think we got on a, on a, one of those uh ferries fast ferries but anyway we met and then they end up saying all right i says i'll pay for the house you just want to get a house yeah. with me and oh, i said yeah. i'll pay
0: and so they're know. probably like sussed out though they're probably like like what's they were like, cool with awesome. me they wanted
1: me to go with them and keep traveling with them yeah, well, you're and i'm
0: paying for all their shit of course well
1: no nah, the, the Greece was cheap oh, especially right. back oh, right. then That's for true. a month That's was true. nothing i mean i was shocked i forget what it was yeah. but it was like 400 say it Not was sure. nothing. It was like paying a month's rent. Yeah. He says, you know, because at the time, they were having trouble with the currency. Oh, man. But, uh,
0: but, you, but you knew you knew you were going to get locked up the second you came back here, right?
1: Yeah, everybody was giving me up. There was too many people talking.
0: We were all meeting government. Everybody was sneaking Wait, but around. how long did you think you could maybe, you thought you were going to come back and rest your life?
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there was a serious case, so I figured I was finished. Uh,
0: how old are you when you were on the run?
1: uh when i left about 40 yeah
0: so you knew like everyone's giving you up you're like when i come
1: back I'm... oh they're all it was all over the media everybody's talking
0: so but there was all there the had, bosses there had, had to all be a point where you were like why
1: is doing everything no, the government everybody's got excuses but everybody knows what they're doing yeah you know?
0: but there had to be a point where you were like okay i'm done i'm gonna kind of give up on this going back to the u.s and making a deal because i'm probably fucked like did you ever think you're gonna like just be in Europe or where Nah,
1: because you know, it's not what people think. Like, you know, a lot of these cases, serious cases, violent cases, murder cases, if they don't catch you with gun in hand and on tape, yeah, you get deals. Guys get five year deals, seven years deals, ten year deals. It's not what everybody thinks, life. Unless you get caught completely with, you know, DNA against you and some other guys, you know, if we're just guys talking against you, you could still get a deal because the their testimonies are always yeah. tainted and, you know, their lifestyles are bad. And, you know, so you have different things and options.
0: Was jail, so then you did, so the la, that was your last, after you came back, you got hit with the Rico and then how many, toys? Well, I
1: didn't come back. They brought me back.
0: <laughs> right. It sounded, it's not like you, I both. was honed
1: on <laughs> to people's legs. Don't pull.
0: <laughs> um. But when they got you in uh, so then they get you in Brazil, wait and i forget this story but it was like they they like, there's a lot of people that uh, oh yeah yeah
1: when they get it, the what
0: time what time of night was that
1: there's a video out that it was no it was in the daytime and my friend was a regular guy he never knew about me he panicked he was screaming and yelling this guy leo because they had guns on us from everywhere from the rooftops from the where buildings. were you again i was in copacabana on avenue Ave, Ave, senora it's packed it's a, a four lane uh, main thoroughbred
0: so you're on a street thoroughfare and you see do you see one person first one officer first no it was
1: just quiet it but was no a, lot of, noise. a lot of people you, there's no exhaust systems on their cars and on their buses it's loud as oh, shit so it's loud as fuck. So- and he's on the telephone trying to call a girl that i know that he likes so i'm trying to fix him up with her we just left her apartment but some guy she was dating was there so he gets on the phone and i at first i get on the phone i hand him the phone and while he's talking, I'm just standing there and I'm like moving around my shoulder and whatever I'm doing. And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, it's quiet. And I look up and I see everybody looking down at me from the apartments. And the hotels are all, but the head's out the window. And I'm looking up and then I see a helicopter and then I see guns. And then I look down and I see military police. Oh. And then I see <laughs> Interpol and everybody screaming at me.
0: Oh, that's got to be like way worse than being arrested at your house.
1: Oh, uh, nah. yeah, no. well, the thing is, they, they, you know, really, they were pretty under control and they didn't kill me. They should have shot me. Oh, really? Why? Because yeah, I didn't put my hands up. They asked me to put my hands up and get on the ground.
0: Did you want to die at that point?
1: I didn't think about it. It wasn't like I was trying to be a tough guy. I just well, was. Why didn't you put your hands cause up? Because I guess subconsciously, I, I figured, let them kill me. I'm done. Oh, really? I just didn't respond. And they kept screaming at me, and I was like,
0: "Wait, that's so interesting." So you, you at that point, you're just like, you're probably, oh my god, you're probably in some state. Well, it happened
1: to me in, in on a train in Amsterdam with the Gestapo when I was in France. I did the same thing and I put my hands up. And this isn't the same thing. I wasn't trying to be a tough. I just I ain't doing it because it's kind of like but you're saying, "All right, just kill me."
0: Subconsciously, you're just like, "Just kill me." Yeah, right, yeah, at this yeah. Point,
1: yeah. I'm yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I talked to a therapist about that, and really, and they said that's what I was. Yeah, you know, that, I feel like in my mind, sense. I was thinking, all right, fuck it.
0: It's awful. And, and so then, when you wouldn't put your hands up here in Brazil, then they just tackled you, or what did they do?
1: Yeah, they just tackled me, all of them, they and just kept slowly coming on me. And then,
0: you know, they were. What are the people around you saying? Like,
1: everybody at that time sc- screaming. Yeah. Screaming? Yeah. You know, at first it's complete quiet, then it's chaos. And I got to tell you, they were pretty good, the the, the Brazilian forces, because they. They did it quick and they swooped me up and all carried me into a car. I think initially they carried me and then they put me down and they walked me into a truck. And they, they got me out of there just as quick as it happened. They just swooped me up the street. And then they bring you where? They brought me to an area that was completely deserted. And if you didn't know anybody, you'd think they were going to clip me in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, 100%. Like ISIS style? It was, it was complete. I go, this is no way. This is a, a prison. I don't know what this is. It looked like an abandoned factory.
0: So at that point, you just, you just think you're dead. You just, I think whatever. I'm
1: dead. I'm looking at him like, and, and I did say to him, I go, go, well, you might as well just do it then. And he was like, what? And I go, I know what you are doing. He looked at me like I was nuts. But there was no lights on. They didn't even order light. There was nobody in the building. Nobody. And they got me all shackled up. My hands, my waist, my feet. You know, so. And then what happens? They're bringing me up the stairs, and they're acting crazy with me. And I'm like, and they go, we know you're good with your hands. And I'm like, they thought I was really, you know, they exaggerate the media, you know, because I fought a little bit jujitsu. I stink. I mean, just a, you know, like an average fighter for a year, you know, just trying to learn some defensive moves and jujitsu. So whatever they got on their information, you know, they were they were worried about me. And I was, I, okay, I was in great shape then. I was running 15 yeah, yeah, miles yeah. a day. I was nuts. No, I, remember, I worked I, out day I, and night.
0: The pictures are insane.
1: Yeah, that. I was a five-hour workout guy every day. So, you know, I was in shape.
0: And do, they, do you get a lawyer?
1: Yeah, yeah. I got Otavio Neves was my attorney. I paid about a quarter of a million from. Him. And then I hired investigators there, and then I hired investigators and lawyers in New York.
0: And so they made deals with M's the government lawyer. here? Like, how does that work when they?
1: No, I fought the extradition. I, I actually won the first superseding, uh, the first indictment. They sent the second, which is a superseding indictment. Never did they ever accept the second indictment. They accepted it. Not ever. It's mm. not legal. And they accepted it and convicted me on the second indictment
0: and so then you get back and you do how many years total for that
1: 10 years How many i think in- the papers say six all the time i don't know how six, many in- but they should come in <laughs> <laughs> with me it was 10 how many in solitary oh uh, i did it the whole thing i never seen a yard that's completely solitary but lockdown in uh lockdown cells lock on units <sighs> uh, i fought them when i was in uh in uh Pinellas in Hillsborough. I was in about seven or eight different jails in Florida. And I refused to get locked down into any protective custody. And I'm like, I'm not going to protect because these guys were ratting on me. I says, I'm not, that ain't switching the story. And the guys in the prison, within the prison says, all knew they were giving me up. They were the ones telling me, everybody's been through these prisons. They're all talking against you. So I said, I'm not getting, you know, they tried to lock me in and I fought it. And then someone dropped the note that my life was in danger, and that's bullshit. That was just an excuse to get me locked down. And then they'd lock me down into solitary.
0: Wow, so for 10 years, you were in, like, basically, like, high-intensive, like, solitary or lockdown kind of Yeah, shows. I was in, actually, I was on a,
1: on a floor in MCC Miami with Noriega. Noriega was on the same wing as me. It was only us two. Nobody was allowed on that wing. He had his own section. I, did, I, used, to, I used to read books about him, actually, because I was interested in his life. So there was three books, I believe. It was definitely two I read, but it might have been three in his life. And I used to read them. I used to yell out and ask, Uh, you know, is this true? (laughs) true?" But So he was in MCC Miami. I was in lockdown in Falkenburg, Pinellas, Hillsborough, uh, Lake County, um, uh, Hernando, Hernando County. I was in a lot of them.
0: Did you get to see your kids or your family in between when
1: you came Just once. Yeah, one time. That was it. I didn't see my kids for was basically uh, before that about 10, close to 10 wow. between the time on the run and then in jail. And then I didn't see him again until later on when I came back into New York.
0: What was your?
1: I it, just did that series, Locked Up Abroad. That was out. I think that okay. was out, what, about a year ago?
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, did you, what was your kind of biggest takeaway? Like when you're in jail at that point, what was your biggest like, reflection
1: robert blake don't do the time <laughs> don't do the crime if you can't do the time uh. now, you know what listen the nonsense people believe in i say it all the time these guys were all full of shit in the street they all ratting on you the whole facilities every jail was telling me john everybody's came through they're giving testimony against you so everybody knew this this wasn't a secret that everybody was talking. Yeah. All the bosses were talking in several families. All their underbosses, all their captains. I mean, ton of them were all giving, giving up info. So, And then you got the regular guys also giving you up. So, you know, it's not what people think with this honor crap that everybody buys into. That's why I'm so aggressively advocating for kids not to get involved in the street.
0: What's something, because, like, I could, I if somebody asked me this question, I'd probably have my own answer, but what's something that you wish that more people out there knew about you? now as a as a person
1: now uh that i dedicate myself now to to tell people enjoy their life because that's what i'm doing
0: now like what do you think is the miss the biggest kind of like misconception about like who you are as a person now
1: uh that i really care about the mob stuff at all because i really don't care about it yeah one way or another it's it's past and it's not what people believe in or buy into and i think that the misconception of that is That uh, I care about that life. It's just something that I was involved in, like any other job, and I moved on.
0: What was the maybe the biggest misconception? I'm curious too, like of who you were back in those days.
1: Uh, Listen, I was you. You know, you can't hide the fact that I was very violent. Anybody that really knows the story knows. There's probably nobody on the streets as violent as me back in those days. And there's a handful of guys that were violent, and uh, most of the guys weren't. You know, the difference is. I'm not trying to live that life anymore. Yeah. And I say the same thing all the time. If, you know, a person is who he is, but I I just don't want no part of that anymore.
0: But how do you think, like, in in reflecting on it now, like, how do you think that you were able to be so violent at that
1: time? Because I wasn't faking it. A lot of guys are faking it because they're afraid of what's going to happen to them. You know, I've been stabbed up. I've been baseball batted several times. I've been shot. And I didn't give a shit about my own life, so I didn't fake it. It's like a guy that uh, commits suicide, right. right? He goes out and he does things, and he's not afraid. He's shooting it out, and then he shoots himself. Yeah. Because he doesn't have no fear of dying. He knows he's going he's gonna to go out dying. He's going to kill him. For whatever crazy reason in my head, I didn't care what happened to me. That's not me today, but, but is that was me back then.
0: Did you, because Did you not like yourself?
1: I guess not. I mean, I've been to therapy a lot. I had no regard for my own life. So I would take it. When guys would talk, you know, I'd be with, say, 10 guys. They talk crap. I knew they were talking crap because I can feel it inside that they're not going to do what I do. Right. So if you told me five guys were that side the door and they had a half a million, I'm going through the door. I know they're not really going through the door unless I go first.
0: But did you want to do these things to be more like liked, in a sense? No. Or to be more respected?
1: uh well in that life you're doing things to for money power and but you, you had the respect money. comes with but you it. you had
0: money and you well i grew it. up with no
1: money right i i, right. I developed myself into a uh you know when people you know you get nonsense people that don't know i mean when you're living in, uh, in a state that i had that's 10 million dollar estate seven block driveway three homes lakes yeah. uh, outdoor yeah. boxing yeah, rings you're living outside the norm of any normal person when you're, you this know, is stuff that he's showing me pictures of. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, oh, people, know, like, you know that you know. There's a million people that are friends with us that, yeah. you know, they well testified against me or for me, saying that I was a spending machine. I was crazy with money. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you, the idea is money or life. I'll choose life now over money. Yeah. And the the people that think they're going to take the shortcut to the money. Uh, they're going to find life in jail or they're going to lose their life or they're going to get hurt real bad like I did. It, it, there is no free ride. You know, you're, you're going to pay for it with your life. It's just not worth it.
0: So ra- wrapping things up, like, describe for non-criminals out there what it's like to be a former criminal that now gets to walk on the streets with no, you can talk about everything, you can go into restaurants, you can travel, you can, like, what describe that that feeling of freedom now that like like I've never thought about me being able to walk anywhere or me being able to do anything but you like you have the two perspectives of you know spending 20 years in jail and now the rest of your life free like describe what the, how how much of a privilege that is you know just so that people listening who might be um on that border of like living life of crime like to know to hear it from you about what it's like to live
1: I tell everybody it's tempted by the bunny. When you step outside the door, you open that door, and it's sunshine hitting you, you don't really appreciate the sunshine hitting you until you're one of those inmates go visit that's in a cell somewhere that ain't getting out for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And he doesn't get that opportunity. you will go out that door and go get a sandwich. Or jump in the shower without shower shoes. Or jump in the shower and not bring a knife with you if you're in a serious joint, not knowing if... You got a problem with another guy? Are they going to hit you today? To live with every step almost on a as a mine, uh, um, uh, and you're going to step on it and die is that street life? Because every time you get up in the morning, you don't know if you're getting a life sentence. You don't know if one of your enemies are coming to kill you. You don't know if uh, your your family's going to pay for your crimes. I mean, it's just it's not really living. You're living, but you're not really freely living. Yeah. So chain yourself up and have all that money, you're just not really enjoying it the same as when you make good choices. And there's so many ways to make money, really. And, you know, every these inner-city kids that I go see and I talk about so much, and I was one of them. I The biggest thing for me is, and that's why I never believed in a lot of the stuff of uh, defunding the police and everything, because I thought it's going to hurt them only. You know, the rich don't suffer from this stuff. It's all the inner-city kids that are getting jammed up because... Yeah. It's like a free for all, like a wild, wild west. Like for me, when I was a criminal, I'd love it. No, no, no uh, police or less police. And then I'd say to myself, when you think about it, this is, to me, this is designed purposely to hurt the inner cities. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my opinion. I think they're doing it purposely because they don't care about them. They're saying, oh, fuck these kids. Let them all kill each other. Let them all go to jail. We have an excuse. We're acting like we're helping them. Or we're not helping them. We're only hurting those uh, neighborhoods. So the, the the rich always have private security. They always got gated fences. So I keep telling my whole move, my whole movement is, uh, don't fall for the traps. You know, yeah. your worth, your life is worth more than everybody else's. Don't believe that you're not worth anything, or you end up like me. Right. You know, you got to believe in yourself.
0: Do, I guess my last question in that is like, do, are you? Do you think about it every time that you feel sunlight? Like what that you could have easily never felt that again.
1: The biggest thing I always say, and I love the water, is, man, I remember the first time I went back to the beach. It was just different. The the wind blowing in your face, and you think about those days you're sitting in a solitary cell, and the guards are coming down to give me a beating, and everybody's screaming. They know they're coming for me, right? And you're waiting, and I'm talking about in the foreign jails. In the United States, it's the same thing. Think about them dragging you, and they're going to hit you with another case. Think about the misery every time you go into court. And your life's over and you're saying, what happened to my life? What happened to all that money that I thought I had? It's gone now. Everything's gone. So why did I sacrifice? Why did I get stabbed up for? When I could have just went into a, a legit job or a business, smart enough to hustle. If you're smart enough to hustle on the street, every, every junk dealer on the street, every kid that puts a pistol in his hand, that means he has the balls to go out and make money. You can have the balls to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. They just don't know it yet. Because like I did, no one ever really told us or showed us there's other opportunities. So,
0: this is what you're thinking about at the beach.
1: Yeah. Every time you go to, you want to take the kids from our neighbor and go come out here and see what we're missing. We didn't see this. Yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't see it really. I went to Rockaway right. Beach, big deal. I didn't know what North, uh, New, uh, Newport is in, in Cali, or I didn't know what Columbia is on those beaches or France. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. And I know those kids in the neighborhood don't know that. Yeah. No one showed mm-hmm. us this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, always appreciate you. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's always good to, I mean, you know, I think, um, I love hearing these stories too. And, and, you know, I think people who are more interested in, in more of this, um, there's all the stuff that you're doing now. There's all of our stuff that's still out there. Um, our first episode. So, um,
1: Oh, um, we got to get one thing. Me and you got to get even, others. we're not finished with the old life. Yeah. We got revenge on Chris.
0: Oh, oh yeah. We gotta, and practical
1: yeah, jokers, Sal. We gotta, we're coming for you guys.
0: <laughs> expect what's, it. Wait, what's the, what's the saying? I'm going to, what's, what's the thing that he said? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm going to come at you different. Yeah, I'm going to come at yeah, you Chris, in a different you better, way. <laughs> Chris better be here. Yeah, come you better at have, you have TT with you, Chris. <laughs> I No, <know>. I <laughs> um, nah, appreciate you. Thank yeah, you so much. Thanks, man. Sweet. See
1: ya.